another episode of Stories from Mountain Town. Um, today with me, I have Alex Gavick coming back live in person today. Alex, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, I mean. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here sitting in your office today. Yeah. So. Put the mic a little bit closer, though. Oh, sorry about that. And say that again. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. I'm glad to be in the Tetons now. So. Yeah, yeah. So part of why I wanted to have you back on was, A, you moved to Jackson, right? So yeah. that happened last week. You moved You moved yeah. here. Yeah, I moved here last Saturday. So I've been here for like nine days now. Um, yeah. And yeah, I was up here like a month ago ski touring with my buddy. And we were in the Teton National Park. And I was looking around and it was the first time in a really long time that I've been like, why am I not in this place? So I found a job and moved up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And um i've i've mentioned that you moved up here a couple to a couple buddies and and i was i was having a tough time like saying the word that you moved up here because you live in your van full-time so you really just drove up here yeah (laughs) you don't like you didn't like rent a house or buy a house so i was like that's kind of a funny way of thinking about that yeah super easy transition and then like everyone's like oh you found housing it's like well actually i live in my sprinter van so yeah (laughs) it's like super simple yeah did you did you check out that that parking lot that you were talking about last time we hung out yeah yeah i'm just gonna tell everyone living in jackson in a van's no go just just yeah. don't even try it it's tough yeah there's yeah in the winter it's a lot harder too yeah yeah here in the summer when everything melts out it's a lot easier um mm-hmm. but everywhere in town there's like no parking signs snow removal it's it's been just non-stop snowing since i've been here so mm-hmm. I'm really psyched about that because the Wasatch was very much struggling. Um, Yeah, you hit it in the right time. Like last year, pretty much January and February was like this. Like I remember remember saying to somebody that I didn't see the sun like all of January because it was just snow globe every day. Yeah. And this is kind of that stretch where it's like really getting into our winter and like this is is how we end up with 500 inches a year. Yeah. Yeah, it's been sick. Yes, or not yesterday. On Saturday morning, I went out and... Broke trail for 3,000 feet. It was pretty sick. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, skied like waist-deep powder. And it was a, as deep as the day I've had in a couple of years. So yeah. it was insane. Was it was it that cold smoke that we've been getting lately? Yeah, it, was, it felt pretty cold. Um, it felt like the bottom was like a little thicker with like mm. wind. The wind was definitely a little bit denser. but um, It's been blowing like last week yeah, before I left. It so was so windy, windy down here even, which is less common. Yeah. Uh, but it, it felt like it finished without wind. So mm-hmm. like the top little eight to ten inches were like super epic yeah i've been noticing i've been noticing the snow that we've gotten basically from january 15th to now it's just like super low moisture level super light like you go through it i have some like videos and you see you'll you make higher speed carves and it just is smoke in the air it's like you don't it's not you're not like moving piles of snow yeah, when I was up here that time a month ago, um, it was like negative 10 degrees outside. Yeah. So, yeah, it was super cold, super cold smoke. That's what creates all that. So, mm-hmm. temperatures. Um, but, yeah, it's I'm so psyched that it's snowing and that the snowpack is actually, like, pretty stable as long as it's deep enough. Mm-hmm. There is uh, the persistent weak layers, what they keep talking about pretty much all over the West. Mm-hmm. Um but it's getting deep enough here that it's becoming less and less prevalent. And mm-hmm. now the Avi Center is saying, like, you know, if the snowpack's four feet or less, like, it's more, you're more susceptible to be able to trigger that persistent weak layer. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so yeah everything's getting deep i mean i think since just a couple in the last two weeks there's been like four feet of new snow so yeah at least that and then i looked at the report today it was like uh a level three which is not bad for how much snow and how much wind we've been getting like Mm -hmm. it could be a lot worse with all that activity going on yeah yeah it's i mean it's shaping up to be a real nice spring yeah what do they say right side up yeah right side up so it comes in wetter warmer and then gets colder Mm -hmm. and that helps everything kind of bond to the layers below and then when it finishes right side up that's when you get that cold smoke feeling but yeah yeah if it was upside down it'd come in cold it'd be really sugary and then if it gets slabbier and heavier up on the top that creates like that susceptibility for avalanches Mm -hmm. a bit more so yeah so as far as like access to like big big peaks and stuff that you really get excited to ride it is like grand teton national park in this area just like different than the wasatch area because i've I've not done anything in the backcountry in the wasatch so yeah um absolutely man the wasatch is like easy the wasatch mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean the easy stuff here is like arduous the, in the wasatch. really yeah, well I, I don't go to the past much no, it, yeah it, we've, we've talked about this before it's like it's like it's your hippie pow it's trees it's big bowls and then yeah. there's glory too but it's mostly just like chill bowls like edelweiss is the classic run there the bowls on the east side of the ridge as well like yeah um the pass is just i don't know the pass is sick like don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong the pass is cool good powder tree skiing uh the upper peaks up there i've actually never been to like i've never hiked glory i've never done all that stuff we're doing it we got to go do it this week i know i want to it's definitely on the list um but I like to ski coulars. Yeah. I don't know. Coulars are my jam. I, I had many years in Park City, in the backcountry in Park City, just skiing wide open powder bowls. Mm-hmm. And it's cool. And it's it's still cool. Um, but I like to get into a little bit more technical terrain nowadays. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where my focus is. And then the pass is just like the easy access of the pass creates chaos. Like, yeah, it's, it, it it's brings so everyone busy. out. Yeah, it's so busy. Like, we went Dawn Patrol out there the other day. My buddy was in town from Salt Lake. And we showed up at, I don't even know, 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. And upper lot was already full. Was it a Saturday? No, it was a weekday. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, that's... it was a Friday. Well, Yeah. It was Friday morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, super busy. Um, upper lot was full before 7 o'clock. And then... Yeah, people were skiing down off Glory before the sun was even up. Like, it was still dark outside and skiing with headlamps. That's nuts. Yeah. So, that's like typical Wasatch form, I think. Um, and so, yeah. Um, but the park is like, it's another level. Like, approaching there is huge. You have to tour a lot of distance. Yeah. And then there's a lot of vert on top of it. So, it's like the biggest stuff in Salt Lake City is like your average stuff in the park. Like, like vert wise. Yeah. yeah. And then distance is like, there's not much in salt lake where you do a lot of distance a lot of it's just like park your car walk up something super sweet ski back down to your car uh-huh. it's like super easy access it's really sweet it's like when it's good it's great and as long as you wake up early enough you're going to beat the crowd mm-hmm. potentially unless you get derayed andy derayus out there he's uh he's a super savage he schemos around but 
he's a really good skier also not just like a schemo schemo and what is the mo and schemo i don't know because i've seen I, I don't even know i don't know what mo yeah there's no mo i've just seen a video from cody towns in one of his <laughs> 50 project things is yeah. he, they did scheme schemoing or whatever and i was like what is this action just like long distance speed touring yeah those guys ski like i don't even know 90 centimeters underfoot or something 75 centimeters underfoot like their skis like, are super skinny yeah. they usually have like a a backpack that's made out of a piece of you know nylon fabric yeah. and they don't carry water they go really fast they rip their skins while their skis are on their feet like it's all about going fast 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 so yeah but not the fast like downhill it's like walking fast and yeah, touring running, fast yeah running up the hill and then like a lot of them look super goofy when they ski but andy is like He's a savage skier. Yeah. He's really, he's a beast. Like they do some, him and his brother, Jason, they do crazy shit in Salt Lake City. So yeah, it's definitely to go on your point of like access to stuff. It's gotta be, it's gotta be, uh, valuable that the, you know, the, the, the biggest mountains in the range are like at all the same parking lot basically in the Tetons. So you could just roll up one day and like, you and your van could just stay there for like a few days and just hit all the major peaks up there or like do the coulars that are up in those big canyons up there. Yeah. Except for your legs would probably get smashed. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's huge. It's so big up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm definitely like walking around out there. It's just like, damn, like, well, and my skins, I need new skins. My skins don't have enough glide. Mm-hmm. They're really high traction, which is sweet when it's slippery, mm-hmm. but for like going long distances it makes us have to work so much harder so yeah i have the uh the jones or i think they're actually pamica or pamica pamoka Pamoka. yeah Yeah. that's the actual company that makes them but they branded them jones and i've loved them like the times that i've had to like kind of do a little split skiing with them on they glide pretty well but they also stick on the up yeah i've never had the pamoka i've heard great things um I have like the Spark R and D. I don't even know what they are. They're super high traction. Yeah, it's like it reminds me of like crawling in four low in like a little <laughs> in a little pickup truck. Like yeah, super high. Tra- Sometimes I like have to skin while going downhill on hard pack. It's like oh wow, I don't have much glide at all. <laughs> yeah, so it makes it a lot harder. How fast do you go through a pair of skins? Uh, I've used these ones full time for the last two seasons. Um, and you're doing a lot like yeah. how many days a, a season do you get out uh this season's been less because the wasatch was struggling for snow but um last season i probably did like 75 days on them yeah that's so many how many days is winter i don't like even know. november a few hundred so like no there's a few hundred days in a year <laughs> yeah so like so like fifth we can say like november 15th to april 15th maybe or end of april for yeah. like ability to get on the backcountry. Last season we were skiing pretty sweet there stuff. Go. By the end in November, I was skiing coulars last year. There's like 150 maybe total days in a winter. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, last year in November I was skiing coulars, and uh, I was skiing until basically until COVID. Mm-hmm. There's a big shaming going on in the ski community. Like, oh, you guys shouldn't be skiing. You're gonna stress the stress the medical system so um yeah there was some talk of that here yeah yeah oh that was the, like countrywide it was yeah. like don't go skiing in the, like don't go put yourself so you might have to go to the hospital yeah and that's when i got sloughed out of the big coular i almost got sloughed out of a coular and i got like 
publicly like people were like what the fuck were you doing like you shouldn't have been out there and i was just like i mean it was green light it was sick but yeah i made a mistake and people let me know so if there's one thing that i dislike about our mountain community our and i don't mean jackson i mean like the mountain sports community you know in america it's that it's the shaming like and it's kind of like a the can it's kind of like the cancel culture idea where it's like instead of just saying like hey alex that wasn't cool and here's why and i wish you just didn't do that it's like cancel wild wild wasatch he went out and he stressed the medical system it's like it's like why do we have to like shame people when they do bad things um when like you know mistakes happen why not you know yeah there's been a lot of talk of this in the wasatch too um <clears throat> There was like a day that I was out and I saw these four people skinning across a slope and I was like, put it on my story. I was like, oh, don't be these Jerry's. And <laughs> it turned out they were like people I know. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't like trying to publicly shame anyone. I didn't call them out and they actually like DM me and I spoke with them. And after that, it wasn't like, oh, it was this person and this person, this person. Like that wasn't my point. My point was to like, you know, afterwards I was like, this is why you shouldn't be doing this. And I was just like putting it out there to people who didn't know like why I was posting that. And a lot of people were like, like, Oh, thank you. Like that was knowledge. Like that, you know, thanks for the knowledge basically. Mm -hmm. And yeah, then there was like this weird vibe. I've, I've received some, some weird hate from certain people like, and it, and it came out and that, you know, like, I was shaming people basically is what it came out to be. And it was like, that wasn't my objective. And yeah. I've never like shamed a single person. I never called anyone out. I was just you never like, like doxed them or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, don't, don't do that. And that's what I was saying. And yeah, it turned out, but yeah, then there was like this, there's this, people are trying to be like, Oh, spread the love. Don't spread the mood or don't spread hate, blah, 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 which I totally am for. And, you know, there's like that recent avalanche in Salt Lake City where four people died and they were like really big in the backcountry. Mm -hmm. They knew what they were doing and people are like, people are being pretty brutal on them. Like, oh, why the fuck were they out there doing that? And that it was red light day. Like, and there's just, there's a lot of like people like judging what their decisions were and then, then they weren't there to m know what happened. So it's just like, I see it from both sides too. It's, I don't know. It's, it's hard. Yeah. Shaming people just feel so entitled. People are keyboard heroes mm -hmm. and then people like aren't, I was reading someone's comment on uh, about that same avalanche and he's like, well, I know snow science, but I'm not a backcountry skier. And it's like, well, then you're missing part of the part of the picture there, bud. <laughs> yeah. And he was like totally going off on these people, like, oh, they shouldn't have been there, like, yeah, this and that, like, it's Monday, yeah, Monday morning quarterbacking or whatever is a saying. Have you heard that? No. It's like on Monday morning when you're like, oh, my quarterback fucked up through the interception. It's like that sort of thing. Yeah. It's like in hindsight, basically, he yeah. can sit here from his keyboard and say that they should have done this or that, but you know, for whatever reason, they're not, they're not with us anymore, and that's the reason why it's that's that's the reason why we can that we're talking about the mistake and not i have a tough time saying this people are trying <laughs> to point out the mistakes to virtue signal that they themselves wouldn't have done it yeah not because of the tragedy that now we have 
four less people yeah with us yeah. right it's yeah. not like this is terrible i wonder what they were thinking it's like i would i would never yeah i would never go out in that area i would never do that because i'm i'm virtue signaling that i know what i'm doing with my snow science totally right so it doesn't come from a good from the right place no no people are just people feel entitled yeah and i get it it's like you know m- maybe the way i came off when i was calling those four people out on the slope like it, it probably came off the same way like oh i would never do that but maybe i mean i'm sure i have yeah you know sometime in in my backcountry career i've, I've made plenty of mistakes out there mm-hmm. so it's just like it could be also like viewing your your comment specifically as like punching down because you i don't know what your audience was at that point but like because you have a big audience and you're you know you creator you do stuff yeah. it's like you're you're just this you you're this influencer punching down on on non-influencers it could be a little of that um dynamic that they that they thought I, was going on i did call them jerry's i was like don't yeah. be those jerry's i love that because it's like <laughs> Because you're not saying like at, you're not like using real derogative language, but everybody knows what a Jerry means once you say it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's they could have like, been, they could have had their goggles on upside down. Also, yeah, <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Oh, the good old days. Yeah, I don't know. Spread the love. Yeah. Could you talk about that that avalanche you mentioned, like where it was, like what happened a little bit? Because you know the details a bit more than I do, just for the audience to know. Yeah. So. I kind of know the details a bit. Um, so it was up Mill Creek Canyon, which is right outside of Salt Lake City. So you approach it straight out of the city, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called, they call it the Wilson Glades. I think it was off Wilson Peak. Uh, I think the elevation was right around 9,500-ish, somewhere like that. And it was east, I think it was east-northeast facing, mm-hmm. which in the Wasatch this year is like completely crazy um we have a insane persistent weak layer like i was talking about the tetons saying like oh four feet or less there's like still chances of persistent weak layer well the entire wasatch is full of persistent weak layer like the only stuff you can ski right now and be pretty confident that you don't have that is south facing the rest of the globe is pretty jacked up um things are starting to heal things are getting deeper they just got shit ton of snow like it's like waist deep down there too right now so um that just came like today and yesterday but um yeah i think people had skied it already they had skied it already maybe they were going up the slope so it wasn't much over 30 degrees where they were there was like a pocket of 35 and 31 32 ish um it wasn't very steep two parties of three were on the up trail pretty much stacked on top of each other um and yeah the slope released the whole slope released like a thousand feet wide uh uh, averaging about four feet deep ripped to the ground um everyone got caught and buried only two let me see yeah so there was six people total two people were partially buried dug themselves out and tried to dig other people out um i think i'm saying this all correctly um yeah i think taylor was just telling me i forget if she said that it was two people in the party or like somebody two people near it that like got over there and started trying to dig people out 
it was two people in the party they yeah were part of the avalanche yeah and they like oh yeah it was that and then it was like one of the guy like they found they the first people they found were the other group that they were near and then the last people he found was one of the that the a guy found was his wife and she was dead yeah yeah it's super sad yeah um definitely shout out to my fam out there in salt lake city um, yeah yeah the i mean i actually didn't know i didn't know any of I, I, so that guy you were just talking about he owns a secondhand store in salt lake city for for gear mm-hmm. um super nice guy he and his brother have been running it for the last like six or seven years probably mm-hmm. they've become a staple in the backcountry community for climbing backcountry skiing all this stuff like they're super rad guys um i knew his wife's name through instagram i didn't know who she was personally i've never met her and i'd never met any of the people who actually passed away but a lot of my friends like were direct friends with these people like they, yeah. it was definitely like right in the circle which is like hard i've like that's as close for me as it's ever hit to home i've mm-hmm. actually been fortunate that like none of my f- close friends have ever had anything happen but this is like as close to home as it's ever hit yeah so um it's almost a reality you hear uh or like an expectation you eventually have to have you hear like you, you hear like interviews of with people that have been doing backcountry stuff and mountaineering for you know up in the 30 30 and 40 years and like they all have like best friends that have had either you know died or had bad accidents and avalanches it's like it's just like it's for some reason like bound to happen eventually yeah i mean it's hard out there man it's yeah. like playing dance with the devil you know you yeah, what do they say? They call it a dragon. Yeah, Some people call it tickle the dragon. <laughs> tickle the dragon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's like it's true. It's like it's always lurking, and it's hard because you could deem a slope safe, and then if it has a convex in the middle of it, the snowpack could get thinner, and that's where it's like. So like, I'll just take it back to the Teton Avi Center. It's like four feet or less, and you might trigger persistent weak layer and like slabs up to like four feet deep. Yeah. So it's like you could have a 10 foot snowpack up high and if it convexes over like over a roll, it can go down to four feet deep over that just because it bulges Mm -hmm. and you could, you know, tickle the dragon right in the middle of the slope and the whole slope could fracture. It's like Mm -hmm. kind of crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where it's it's really hard, man. It's like there's it's hard to tell. Like, yeah, that was a lot of a lot of Abby one and all like some of the the books I've read it's all about you know setting up the expectation that like this stuff just does happen and there's not a lot we can do to control it from happening but it's more about controlling like where we are when it happens you know if you see bad ratings like obviously if you're at home and it happens you're good <laughs> or if you're you know not below avalanche terrain and something avalanche terrain does slide you're not on it that all helps but it's like where can you be to be safe yeah and it's like what are the consequences just in case like an avalanche happens like what if the avalanche takes you with it are you gonna hit trees are you gonna go over cliffs are you are you in a clean run out like is it a small avalanche and it 
hits into a terrain trap like a gully where yeah. a little bit of snow can pile up to be a lot of snow so it's just like you know terrain choice for avi danger definitely comes into play with that realm too so yeah i look um since avi one i've been looking around in around in my surroundings when i'm out there a lot more than i used to it used to be like kind of just more tunnel vision like on the track like on the exact slope that i was planning to go to and now it's like looking around like looking at what terrain is around me what's under me what do i think these the angles of are are of all these spots you know looking for those signs of potential danger more than i ever did before yeah i was psyched actually i was out with my buddy maxwell um i forget where we were and when it was but sometime this winter we were out oh it was back in salt lake city we were just out for a casual tour. I mean, he started being like, oh, how steep is that? How steep is that? And I was like within like one or two degrees oh, every, nice. every single time. I was pretty psyched on that, actually. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a, do you use your uh, phone for your inclinometer? Or do you have one? I don't have one. Um, Maxwell told me about an app. I forget what it is. Um, the measure, the measure app on, on your iPhone can do it. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to look at that. Um, that's a good tool to know. Um, because no, I don't, uh, but he had one, he had like a super solid app. Um, yeah. So here it is. You'd go to the level setting on your, um, phone on your measure app and then you set the horizon line at whatever the, you know, horizon line is and you can see like, all right, it's 36. Oh, sick. Yeah. Where'd you get that? It's just on your iPhone. Where? It's It's like one of the utility ones. Okay. Measure app. Um, but yeah i i got one uh taylor got me uh, a bca one with the compass on it just to put in my pack because i don't like having to rely on that battery because the the, yeah, the, fo- the phone's cold. like not a year yeah. under a year old the battery is gets shitty yeah for sure yeah i actually didn't know that existed that's super rad um yeah. most of the time like i said i was like i've gotten really good at just like guessing slope angle yeah i can look at something and be like oh yeah 50 degrees 38 degrees like and it's um pretty i've gotten pretty good at it yeah can you hammer through so we've talked about this a little bit um on the last not last episode two episodes ago uh taylor was in here talking about like what we learned in avi one and all that stuff but talk through again like the importance of knowing that the the slope angle or the angle of the slope you're on oh i mean that's the only reason you have avalanches is like slope angle Mm-hmm. So, you know, under 30 degrees, you're usually usually going to be good. You know, things can slide under 30 degrees. It's not impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, like, really good to know. So it's, like, they say the sweet spot's, like, 38, yeah. something like that. It's, like, super sweet spot for avalanches. Yeah. What is it, like, somebody called me on this, but I said it was, like, something like 70% of all avalanches happen or 80% of all avalanches happen between, like, 30 and 40 degrees. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's... That's like a huge range right there. Yeah, so it's I would yeah, that that I would not so, yeah, like somebody was like that's bullshit, that. dude. I was like, "No, that's that's it." Well, I mean, it's like if things aren't sliding under 30. So 30 mm-hmm. to 40 is 10% of gradient there. And then actually once you hit 50, you get less avalanches because it naturally slides. Yeah. Like it just like all the snow like 
has to runnel off basically it just like naturally falls gravity yeah it doesn't, it doesn't stick to the slope and cause um slabs as much exactly as the lower it, it uh, sheds angles. yeah like, yeah it exfoliates basically yeah like like the example the extreme example being like a sheer cliff you're not going to get an avalanche yeah. as often not like a slab avalanche on a sheer cliff why because there's not snow on it totally. like it's, it doesn't can't stick to it yeah so it's like if you have only 20 degrees of avalanche terrain 10% of it with 38 degrees being the sweet spot it's like you know you get 50% of the of the angle i mean that's like a majority it's half of the avalanches at least right yeah i mean i look at my book they had like an actual like number of like it's even like more specific than what i said 30 40 it's like it's like within 5 to four, like 4 degrees is like all of the avalanches yeah 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 i don't know um I'm not sure. But yeah. So um do you have any real ambitious lines or grand. peaks you're gonna do <laughs> you wanna do the grand this winter? Yeah, man. That's like that's why I'm here. I wanna ski the grand. There's a couple other lines that I just don't wanna like shout out there. Um that I'm equally as ambitious about that mm-hmm. I think I'd probably rather ski than the grand mm-hmm. um just because they're aesthetically appealing they look like they flow a bit better but the grand is like it's the grand yeah and it towers over the whole park and it towers over the jackson the whole valley like yeah so yeah the grand the grand's on my list it's like number one up there the big dog and that was actually before i came to jackson um that was like my winter uh, objective for coming in from the summertime was like i want to ski the grand Mm. because i wanted to get ready for denali i wasn't sure if i was going to denali this year or not um i don't think i am but yeah the grand was always like well i should probably go do the grand and yeah so yeah that's like my number one big dog objective would you do it like with a guide or you like have friends that you would do it with or like what who'd you bring who'd you bring with you i don't know um, I have my buddy Maxwell. So Max is like, he's the guy who got me into split boarding. Mm-hmm. Um, he's coming up tomorrow night. Um, he'll be here all week, but he's done a bit in the park. Um, and he wants to do the grand also, but I don't want to get guided up it. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think. Actually scratch that. I don't even think they do winter guiding. No, they do. Really? Yeah. Yeah. And higher Jeremy Jones got. Well, that was like, that was like, he knows yeah. I think was that Z that was that yeah, yeah, Z, Z that did it. Yeah. But that wasn't like me walking up to oh, XM no. and saying like, Hey XM, can you guide me up a winter yeah, extent? Y- you probably have to like have a pretty, like a resume basically. Like yeah, a lot of, like that's, you go to Alaska to fly heli. It's like, if you can't prove that you know what the hell you're doing out there, like they're probably going to stick you with some average Joe's and you're going to go ski some average terrain. But yeah, if you can like show them that you know what you're doing out there, then they will probably take you to some like much cooler stuff. Have you ever been to Alaska for snowboarding? Yeah, I went up to Haynes. Uh, I forget which year it was. 20, 2015 spring. I went up there. We were supposed to go heli. It was a, it was such a like it was an adventure. <laughs> we it was me, James Bueller, Austin Smith, Dave Van Arsdale, and Crochet, and we all went out and um we took dave's truck and then we rented a toy hauler 
and then we took three sleds um, and we drug that from Salt Lake City all the way up to Alaska. That's a freaking rig there. Yeah, man. It was super heavy. Like we drove through Alberta. We had crazy headwinds in Alberta. We were getting like four miles to the gallon. So we just like weren't driving in the day. <laughs> and then the winds were dying at night. So we'd drive all night, sleep all day or chill all day, do whatever. And it was just like this big epic adventure. We got bad diesel in northern British Columbia. <laughs> it like blew one of the fuel injectors wide open. So when we turned the truck off, it, it like flooded the engine, wouldn't restart. Yeah, truck had to get towed back to that town, which is like three hours backtracking. We were like stranded for two or three days it took to fix. Um, <laughs> we drove past, we, so we were supposed to go sledding off Haynes Pass, mm -hmm. which is in British Columbia. We thought Haynes Pass was in Alaska. <laughs> so we drove past it, like we drove right past it. We saw all the people parked at Haynes Pass when we just like drove right past it, drove to Haynes and we're like, oh, well, fuck, we're in Haynes. Like, let's get some supplies, and then we'll go back to the pass. Uh, we we go to go back to the pass. My buddy Dave, it was his truck. They didn't let him back into British Columbia. Like, they were like, nope, sorry. You had he had like a he got into like a bar scuffle, <laughs> and it went from being like disturbing. It went from being like some something, some charge that was like a felony charge. It got dropped to like a misdemeanor, like disturbing the peace. Uh -huh. and uh they were able to look up the original charge and that's what they like we're like nope sorry we're not gonna let you into the country you you had this charge at one point they was, do that they did it they, how, how in the world does like canadian border patrol have like seattle or not seattle salt lake city pd records pennsylvania or pennsylvania or pd yeah, yeah I like no man it was crazy and and the, we had already gone through canada like they let him into alberta yeah we, he was literally just in the country like hours before <laughs> we, we drove to haynes got got groceries and like tried to drive back so we like we all went stayed in haynes at this like closed rv park or like campground the next day and they, we talked to the guy who was like kind of overseeing it when it's actually open he's like oh maybe it just depends on the day like there might be a different person there tomorrow so we went back tried it again and they like pulled him aside they're like hey if if you try to come into the country again we're gonna deport you <laughs> like, to where like to america to that to like five feet that way though because yeah, like yeah i don't know what I, yeah like it, will they take would they take him into custody and bring him to like where he lives or would they just say like i'll bring you uh, we'll drive you to haynes because i mean that's deporting kind of i yeah, guess i don't know man it was wild so then dave ended up staying in haynes he was like well like i know our sponsors at the time had like paid us to go up there he's uh -huh. like i know you guys need to film like go film like gave us his truck gave us his sled we <laughs> we gave him a tent <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we gave him a tent and he stayed in haynes <laughs> and uh it was a little tent and i remember i came back we went and set up camp and then crocheting had brought in his like huge, it was like a spring bar. It's like a big, like seven foot tall tent. It's like a little house that pops up basically like a little 10 by 10 canvas tent. Mm -hmm. So I went back to give him that. I show up and he's like hung over. He, <laughs> he made friends with all the locals and he's like <laughs> drinking at the bar. He's hung over. Dave's like six foot four. <laughs> his feet are like hanging out 
of the tent like outside it's raining oh my god he bought these moon boots from uh the salval like the salvation army there yeah and they're just like sopping wet and he's just like i'm like dave dave i got the spring bar and he's just like (laughs) (laughs) oh super funny um yeah then we went back so i drove back to haynes pass we waited for some weather it was snowing it was sick and then uh yeah we got a little bit of weather sledded out towards the glaciers basically we like got to the first set of peaks that were like actually snowboarding and we we're like whoa like it's a good training ground like let's start here um so we did that for a day did you get any like any of the spine riding experience at all no spines unfortunately we right. we had a zone lined up so we rode that first day a couple like mini lines which were like pretty sick um and then there were these guys there they're uh a crew called heart films super sick guys they're japanese and like also based out of like the whistler area Mm. um they go out there like every spring so they know where they're going well we ended up just following their snowmobile trails one day and Mm -hmm. we went like 20 miles out into the glaciers like we probably sledded into alaska probably Mm. i would guess we were in alaska sick terrain we were taking like we're doing sled laps on like a 2000 foot face. Like sweet. It was like a 10 minute shuttle around. It was huge. It was probably like five miles of sledding just to like get to the top of this peak. Do you, would you do like one on each running board or like one behind the other? How'd you do that? Yeah, we were in like Canadian style. So, um, is that, that's what you're asking, right? Like how would we double? Yeah. Yeah. Like one yeah. So side by side. Yeah. Okay. So one person on each side and then like holding on to the middle and holding on to a handlebar. And does one do throttle and then yeah. one just, yeah. you don't really break there, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. Usually like one person would throttle and then you both hold like the middle handle of the sled. Yeah. And then uh, we actually like 2010, 2011, I did a lot of snowmobiling and mm. me and my buddy James got like, we got pretty darn good at doubling. Yeah. Like I like sledding. I know how to sled, but those things are money pits, so I don't have one, <laughs> but yeah, I was just. I, t- I told you that I went out at that cool area, Brooks Lake, uh, the Brooks Lake area. And I was like, I was thinking about like, what if I like got one? Like, that'd be super sick. I could just hit up Teton Pass for like an afternoon ride some days. And I was talking to my dad because he's owned snowmobiles forever. And he was like, no, Tyler, you should not get one. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm you like, why not? He's like, he's like, yeah, maybe you might find one for like $8,000. But then it's like, you know, yearly maintenance, it's gas. It's if you break, when you break something, it's insurance, it's all the stuff It ends up being like so expensive just to enjoy it ever. Yeah. Shit's money pit, man. Like I, I don't have a sled for a reason. Also because Salt Lake city doesn't have like the best sled access for stuff. Mm -hmm. Like Jackson would be a much more plausible place. Like, Oh, you should have a sled out here. Like, yeah, there's sick shit to go sled to out here. Yeah. Salt Lake city is mostly like a watershed can't sled in a lot of the places there oh really yeah just for like fear of like chemicals yeah getting pollution. into the watershed yeah. yeah yeah they don't let like uh little cottonwood big cottonwood they don't let dogs no dogs no sleds no yeah. dogs that's so weird yeah that's so weird well, imagine it's like, if i mean it's a city of three million people a lot of people ski like imagine if everyone brought their dog you have a lot of shit everywhere yeah but like there's a lot of animals out there that shit also yeah, but imagine like compiling that with everyone and their fucking five dogs sometimes. It yeah. Sounds like. <laughs> yeah. But uh, 
But yeah. yeah, so we followed these guys' sleds back, sled tracks back 20 miles on the glacier, got some really sweet riding. And then we had a rest day and we were going out to like shoot product photos. And uh, I was shooting this photo off this little cornice and it looked really soft as a landing and it wasn't. And I hit like this hard pack spot and I tomahawked and my arm was straight and I like dislocated my shoulder and ripped it right out of socket. Like Ugh. the head of my humerus, I could feel it like on my rib cage. And it was the first time it ever happened. I'd never dislocated my shoulder before. So it Wait, was pretty what? bad. Yeah. Your head of your humerus, you could feel on your rib cage? Like, yeah, bro. Like down in here? Yeah. Oh, my fuck. Oh, yuck. Yeah. Anterior dislocation all the way. Like, it was out. Ow. So, we we put it back in. Um, luckily, James knew what he was doing there. So, yeah. I went in first try really quickly. Like, it was actually, like, pretty awesome um, for what it was because – if it wouldn't have gone in, we were 20 miles out on the glacier. There was a 4,000 foot hill climb. Like it would have been pretty treacherous for me to get out of there. And then yeah. my shoulder would have been completely wrecked. Like you yeah, nerve damage. Oh, it would have been yeah. forever wrecked if I wouldn't have gotten it back in and I had yeah. to get out of the backcountry. Yeah. Uh, was, but we were supposed to go heli after that. And we ended up not doing that because my shoulder was all jacked. So, uh, but we did get the most insane Northern Light show ever. Oh, that's like, cool! Sick! It was like dance across the sky for like four hours. That's not super rad. You said that was like a you know, a sponsor sent you out to do all that stuff that trip. Yeah, Rosie hooked us up with that one. Yeah, when they so so would was one of the guys in the group like a a resource photographer, videographer from Rosie, or they just say like. You know, so and so, you know how to video, you know how to photo, you know what we like, just go get us shit. Yeah, no. So, um, originally when I got onto Rosie, it was like as a crew. So it was like, yeah, myself, James Beeler, Austin Smith, and Crow Shane Hilliard. Shane Hilliard, he goes by Crow. Um, is that Austin? Not Austin B. Smith. Austin, yeah, I was gonna ask no, that. No, uh, some people used to think it was. So he, he changed his handle to Austin L. Smith. No, it's just, uh, it's our buddy. The Austin and James are both from South Dakota. and um, Really? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. What city? Uh, Sioux Falls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's not anything there they, to ride. No, they have like a three-pole ch- three ski hill. It's like on top of the old, like, uh, Land, uh, landfill. landfill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, James moved out from South Dakota a long time ago. Um been in salt lake ever since and then austin saw our 2010 2011 winter footage it was like nuclear like 750 inch year and uh he moved out the next year so but uh yeah crow was crows we met crow like randomly at powder mountain with one of our friends um they were all hanging out together uh, with this gal um and yeah, we ended up just like making friends with him and he started coming out to film us. And um, one year, it was like two or three years later, um, Rosie hit us up and like picked us all up as a crew, basically. Mm, yeah. So we were like, hey, we're trying to go to Alaska. And they gave us like a small budget. Um, and basically it was like try to pay Crochet's way without having him to pay any money. And then we all like maybe got like a couple hundred bucks on top of that, like towards our own trip. But yeah. Um, do they do they help out with like do they say like oh, we're looking for this type of thing this no, type of whatever or no. like help you with like you know here's a camera go go nuts 
No, man. Uh, we had the camera gear, Crow. I mean, he's like a videographer. He went to school for it. He's yeah. like, that's what he's done. No, they just like gave us the freedom to do whatever. Um, our old team manager, Tom Lepsack, he was like the shit. Mm-hmm. He just picked us up and gave us like creative freedom. He knew that this is just what we do, um, which is sick. It, it's so much better than when you have like all these guidelines and regulations. Like if a company actually like sees what you do and then they just like trust you to do it, mm-hmm. which has been pretty cool with like my Instagram. I've had a couple paid contracts uh, the last like month. Um, and that's like how it's been. It's been super rad. Like they just saw what I was doing and they were like, we want you to make something with our product. Yeah. And there was like no guidelines. And one of the companies, it was just like, literally no guidelines and the other company is like well like we need to approve it at least like but still no guidelines yeah so um yeah it was super rad rosy no they didn't give us any guidelines so um, yeah yeah i was more one i was more wondering from uh from like trying to help you know help you to be to provide to be more successful with like what they want like if they're like all right we're looking for a one page thing to throw in a magazine ad and we want it to be like a photo we're trying to get across that like our boards are for big mountain riding so like help it portray that but they're not they're just like make do make cool shit yeah they're just like sick you want to go to alaska we know you're going to make sick shit so here you go yeah um and that was actually um we got a cover on their like uh their next year's catalog oh sick like their gear catalog that they send out to all the shops and everything that's awesome uh, that was the first of a few covers we've gotten with them but yeah it was sick it was like me austin and james lined up on a sled and it's just like the vastness of the alaska backcountry yeah it was it was a really cool shot um yeah we were hyped on that we that's awesome went, went out and celebrated got super wasted <laughs> crocheting like brought the magazine he's like you guys look like just showing all these random people like that's us. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah. That was a good moment. But yeah. Uh, other than that, I haven't been, I was supposed to go to Denali last year, but permits got canceled to COVID. So mm-hmm. yeah. One of these years I'll make it back for sure. Should we, should we talk about your um, Instagram trials you've had lately? <laughs> sure. Yeah, we can definitely. So, uh, I'll just, I'll just let you say the whole thing. Like, so what happened with your Instagram last week? Oh man. All right. So, well, since we last talked, like when I was on the podcast last, my following, I think I had like 9,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Well, I was posting reels because I saw that that was the thing to do. And I had a bunch of videos go viral and I went from like 7,000 followers in October to like 72. I'm about to hit like 73,000 now. Mm-hmm. So it's been like crazy growth. Um, But what happened was I had a bunch of videos get a ton of views. Like one of my videos went to like 14.5 million. Yeah. It was insane. I got like 20,000 followers in a week. And like big, big, other big accounts sharing them too. Like Complex Magazine. (laughs) like Complex. uh, uh, Just like yesterday, EarthPix shared in one of mine. They have like like 17 million followers. Yeah. ESPN. ESPN. uh, Yeah. yeah. SportsCenter shared it and then they fucked up. Omar. I know who you are. Omar. (laughs) Oh man. Fucking Omar. That's the second time he's fucked up. (laughs) Uh, 
Yeah, so basically I got 14.5 million views on this video and Instagram message, like basically they had like a little thing and it was like, I realized I was like trying to search for music, like I'd search for like Drake and nothing would come up and I was like, what the hell's going on? Like search for, I, I'd use a lot of Kanye. I was like, search for Kanye, nothing would come up. And I was like, what's going on? And I had this list, like this weird list of like, normally they'd like recommend me music and it was like a sweet list of music. Well, I started looking at it. It was like this really weird list of music. And then finally it popped up with like a notification like, oh, you're a business account. We weren't actually supposed to be letting you use this copyrighted music. Here's a tra- Here's a list of 9,000 uncopyrighted songs. And they all suck. Like, yeah, they're, they're all terrible. You know, since you told me this when you were over for the Super Bowl or whatever, yeah. that happened to me on Stillworks TikTok account. Like their first like two, three videos, I could use whatever music I wanted and, you know, like whatever. And then I went to go shoot another one and like we don't, we don't have, we didn't gain that many followers. And then it's out of nowhere. It's like, nope, only generic shit. Like the business, the business thing. Well, if you turn yourself into a creator. I did that. Yeah. Yeah. You can get all your music back. Yeah. But, um, so, so that's what happened. So they were like, you basically, it was like, you got too many views because there's other there's other businesses out there that are huge accounts still that I still see using sick music like yeah so basically it was like you got too many views you can't use this copyrighted music anymore because you're a business so I switched it to a creator they gave my music back mm-hmm. I switched it back to a business they took my music away well I found out that on Instagram here's a secret y'all on Instagram <laughs> if your business account and you have no music you can if you listen to music that you like you just click on that song and you can save it there's like a little it's like of downward facing ribbon basically and you click that you save it and then when you go to post a reel you can you have a save folder basically and you can use whatever music you want as long as it's saved mm-hmm. you just can't search for it mm. so i was doing that I figured that out. I, I created a second account so that I could have music. I'd post whatever music I wanted on the second account. And then I'd go to that account on my main account and save the music. And then I'd use it and I used it and I did over and over and over again. <laughs> and it was just like, I mean, it's, I don't think, I don't think it was sketchy. Like maybe it wasn't completely right, but I mean, Instagram's letting it happen. So something like it's their bad. So yeah, I'm I'm on the side of like free use for like all music. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, like you said, 14.5 million people heard that whatever song was on that that wouldn't have if it was that strict that because you didn't pay for your license you yeah. couldn't use it. And it's like Instagram's already paid for this music and they settled some deal with the artist and the, and this and that. It's like the artists are getting paid. Yeah, it's on Instagram, so it's just like I'm on Instagram. I'm a user on Instagram just because I was a business account. That was for my analytical purposes. Like I wasn't even making money for off Instagram forever. It was just like, I just want to see my analytics. Yeah. Um, so and who, who knows how many downloads of that song on like whatever platform that would go to because they're like, Oh man, this, I forgot this song. How, how good the song was. Or like, yeah. this is a good song. I'll go download it now. And now they are now you're making them money because you used it for free. Yeah, it's like right? the guy with uh, the Fleetwood Mac guy with the OJ. Yeah, or the Ocean Spray. Ocean Spray. You know, yeah. he's he he he's, he's from like, Idaho Falls. Yeah, yeah. I I was talking with someone about that recently. He's like he's like blowing up like this, yeah this stuff with like Snoop Dogg and all this and that. And it's like yeah, you got a it's house. Like, it's like Fleetwood Mac's like biggest weeks ever. 
Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Not even like. And if and that was so Fleetwood Mac. I've I made an edit once in a year that I I traveled out here to the song The Chain and it was the sick like Powder Day like kind of video thing. And I couldn't. I got to go to post it and I couldn't use it because a lot of these like old rock like seventies rock kind of bands they're all owned by like MGM Records or something mm-hmm. and they totally put the kibosh on any use of it. Yeah. So like it was interesting that like you know how many other situations could they have had like this one if they just allowed free use. Yeah, totally. Or, or just a little bit more use, you know. Yeah. So basically I was using music and I got this DM. It was literally the day I was moving to Jackson. <laughs> I just got done skiing 5000 for I got up super early in the morning, skinned in the dark with headlamps. Skied 5,000 feet, a sweet-ass pal, got back, saw in this DM, it was like this page, it was like, they called it, it was like Instagram support and help or something. It looked legit. That's what, that's what it was? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. I was tired. I was running around. I had to pick up this, one of my friends lives in Victor and she was like, hey, can you pick up these skis on your way up? Like, so I was doing that. I had to go up to my old house in Park City and, and get my W-2. I was like, I was super stressed. I was running around. I didn't want to pull into Victor at like 11 o'clock at night. I was already pretty tired. I woke up at like 4 a.m. Mm-hmm. I got this uh, this message. It was like, you've had a copyright infringement posted against you. If you don't dispute it within 24 hours, your account will get shut down. And I was like, oh, fuck. They like caught on to me using all this music that I saved in my folders. <laughs> that was my thought. <laughs> that was like oh shit they saw it like it's coming back around full circle yeah so i immediately switched my account to a creator yeah i was like when i was like oh creator and then i went and filled out this form it was like what's your name what's your phone number what's your email uh-huh. oh and by the way we need you to log in <laughs> so i fucking logged in man and that's like me giving them my password yeah so i did it and then I had the audacity to message. I thought it was Instagram straight up. So I sent them a DM like, hey, guys, I just filled out that form. Like, please oh let God. please let me know if I can help you. Please steal my yeah. steal my account. Ten, ten minutes later, bro, I'm like on Instagram and it just like kicks me off. Yeah. I can't log in. Can't do this. I'm like checking my email, seeing what's going on. Well, I was checking the wrong email. It was linked to my, like, I, I have an AIM account from like, forever. <laughs> Throwback. Yeah. I, I what should, is it? What, what's the name? Uh, it's just my name, Alex Gavick. Oh, darn. I was, That's so I'm, I'm a little bit younger than you, but like, so all, everyone my age has like, oh, their yeah. parents made them an AIM. Yeah. Mine's LH Pitcher, one, two, three, four, because <laughs> I'm left-handed and I played baseball. Oh, awesome. It, I love, I love talking about like old AIM. Yeah. Uh, I actually still like use the email, like regularly so don't email me people i thought their servers i thought they took the aol servers down no no it's shit's still kicking man i use it yeah, yeah. <laughs> people so, like you and like grandmas are the yeah. ones left on there no someone just recently i forget who it was i ran into some kid we exchanged emails or something happened he had an aim account <laughs> a- aol account i was like dang dude i still got mine <laughs> uh but yeah so basically it's they logged me out and I guess they like hacked that email, which was the same password as my Instagram. <laughs> Hacking is a strong word for they just probably tried it because they're like, this guy probably has the same password for everything. Let's just try it. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Um, by the time I realized that it was going to that email, it was like Instagram sent me something like, oh, your email has tried to been changed. Like, if this wasn't you, click here. And by the time I clicked there, it was like the link was broken. Mm. So they had to have like gone in there and clicked it or yeah. accepted it or something. Or if it's like if you don't do it in a certain amount of time, it just automatically ex- accepts it. I don't know. And if that was the case, then they didn't hack my email and it just like went through without me denying it. So they changed my username. They changed my email. They changed my phone number. And then they sent me a... As soon as they had it all, they sent me a, a message to my AIM account on email. They emailed me. They were like, hey, buddy, we have your account. You must pay us $500 to get it back. And so I immediately was like, yes, I'll send it to you. How? Like, can I PayPal you? Yeah. <laughs> I like, that was just like, okay, 500 bucks. Like, I had like way more than this in contracts already lined up. So yeah. it's just like, yeah, all right. You guys want 500 bucks? Sure. <laughs> I was surprised they weren't asking for like 5,000 bucks. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Yeah. I was just like, well, fucking idiots will ask for 500 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess if they do it a lot of times. Um, so uh, he's like, all right, yeah, we want it to in Bitcoin. <laughs> and he sent me his wallet. So uh, you can have an offline wallet in Bitcoin. And it's basically, it's yours. Like it's super, you can have a random computer generator generate a wallet and you can send your bitcoin to that and it won't be in the servers for like coinbase or mm-hmm. whatever uh crypto account that you you buy from so i when bitcoin shot up to twenty thousand, i was actually when ripple i bought into ripple and i actually made money on it and i was so stubborn and didn't sell and it all tanked um so i was actually i knew about crypto i had a coinbase account it just wasn't on my phone for a long time mm-hmm. since the last big boom. So I go and I reset it up. I'm like, fuck. All right. I'm just going to give these guys. I was like straight up. I was like, I'm just going to pay these guys. Like, and then I buy $500 in crypto and I try to send, I literally click send or I went to go send it. And it was like, you have zero Bitcoin available to send. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> it was like, Oh, it takes seven days to be able to send this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, God damn it. You got to be kidding me. And so I, I just think it needed to like verify me. It was like yeah. re- reopening my account. Um, I just think it needed to verify uh, something happened. Like a few days later, it was like, you've been verified, blah, blah, blah. It was like payment or s- something verified a few days later. But this guy was like very adamant. He was like, buddy. He kept calling me buddy. I'm like, I wanted to say I'm not your fucking buddy. But I didn't. <laughs> Took all my will. But yeah, he was like, buddy, pay me $500. Like, you need to send this or I'm going to sell your account to someone else. And so basically, he was just going to like delete all my shit and sell 70,000 followers to someone else. Like, that's what would happen is you just change the name, delete all the posts and someone can buy 70,000 followers, put whatever they want on it. And if you change the name, change the email, change all this stuff, like no one knows it was wild, wild, wasatch. And yeah, maybe you lose 
15,000 followers. I don't even know. That's a, that's a big number of people to lose. It's just like, people would be like, who, who is this? Like, when did I start following this person who, who, uh, used to post snowboarding videos and now posts. No, no. It's like, but you would never even know if you deleted the snowboarding videos and changed everything to fucking. Oh yeah. Yeah. You would have no clue. It's just another thing. Tom. <laughs> if you were Teton Tom now, you, you, you'd you want, you'd get some hate. You were a fisherman. Yeah. It's, it's just like, wait, when did I start following Teton Tom? Yeah. This guy's got 72,000 followers, but when did I start following him? Like, that's what would, that's people do that. Yeah, you get some hate if you change your name to Teton Tom. Cause <laughs> apparently people don't like any sort of thing like that. I got some <laughs> weird hate about that. Yeah. So it wouldn't let me send it. It was straight up. It was like the guy kept pounding me like, bro, send me the Bitcoin or I'm going to sell your account. I was like, bro, don't sell my account. Like it takes seven days. Like you're asking me for something that I didn't have to begin with. Like you're dumb for that. Like you should have asked me. I was like, I can send you American dollars. He's like, I don't want American dollars. Like there's no difference between $500 in American and $500 in Bitcoin. And so he kept like asking for Bitcoin and I was like, bro, all right, well, it's going to take seven days. Well, I ended up just selling it. I was like, fuck this guy. I'm going to go through Instagram, Facebook. I start emailing people, asking people, you guys have connections, blah, blah, blah. Well, I found a few people that actually had connections and they filed a claim. Um, I never heard about it or anything. Um, and I woke up one morning and I was like, I should try to buy more Bitcoin. It was after I got the email from Coinbase. It was like, oh, your payment verification has been accepted or something whatever it is mm-hmm. so i bought another 500 dollars of bitcoin and it immediately said i had like 488 dollars that i could send and i was like fuck i was like all right i emailed the guy i was like all right how about i give you half up front you give me my account back i change everything and i give you half after and he was like okay deal send me send me money <laughs> and so i sent him 250 bucks and uh I actually got a text message or a DM, one of the two, and someone uh, sent me my account. No, it wasn't my account. It was the account. It was my account, but they changed the name. But it was on like it was either deactivated or private or whatever it was. I don't know, but you couldn't even find it anymore. Like yeah, people were searching for it for me and couldn't even see it. Yeah, I did they, the same thing when I saw it. I was like, you go into the DMs and be like, oh, this was it, and you like click on it and like. It was like some blank page, like yeah, twelve hundred posts, but didn't show followers, didn't show anything. Mm-hmm. So it was a Chihuahua wearing a ski mask <laughs> yeah, was the profile Chihuahua, picture. Yeah, yeah. So um, he's like, "This is the login. This is the password." And I get into it, and it's all there: seventy-two thousand followers, all my posts, all my videos. And like, I had like, I was like shaking. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm fucking in it!" Like, <laughs> I thought you deleted it. I yeah, like, they just deleted it. Like, no way. They're they're just yoinking my chain. I'm throwing, I was like, literally like I'm giving these people 500 bucks with no expectation of getting my account back. Yeah. But I was like, it's like a decade that I put into this thing. It's, yeah. it's worth me risking 500 bucks. Mm-hmm. So I give him 250. He gets me into the account. I'm like trying to change everything. I'm like, Oh shit. Like change the password, put on two factor authentication, change, try to change the username back. And that was where I was like, the username wouldn't change. Uh-huh. And it kept having like a lock symbol up on the top left. And so I was like, ah, like I remember like when I wanted to change all this stuff, like I could deny it in my email. 
and now that's going to their email. Uh-huh. So I was like, fuck, I should probably pay him the second half. <laughs> so I paid him the second half and then everything changed back. Yeah. Yeah. My name came back and the lock symbol was gone. And he said, he sent me an email. This is the best part. This yeah, is yeah. the best part right here. <laughs> he said, it was, it was a pleasure doing business with you. Yeah. Uh, if you ever need any high profile accounts, I have many of those for sale. And if you ever need to recover a hacked account or get an account that's been shut down by Instagram, turned back on, I can do that for you. This guy is such a scumbag. He tried to turn around and like add you as like a business partner yeah. into this whole thing. So I don't even think I told you this part. So I was like, I told you I DM them on that account that on the Facebook page or the Instagram that DM me that with the copyright infringement mm. that's how i got hacked um well i went and deleted that that message well a couple days ago now like present time uh. i get a dm from them because i was like hey guys i filled this out blah 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 like please let me know what i can do like please help they dm me from the same fucking page please fill out the form properly they tried to steal my account again. Dude. Jesus, dude. Yeah, they came back around. They didn't know that I knew that that's how I got it. Like, they thought that they were going to get my account again. And that almost makes me wonder if, like, that's why they gave me my account back. Like, they're like, oh, well, he's going to give us 500 bucks. He doesn't know how he got hacked. Yeah. And we'll just get it again. Yeah. That's, like, part of my train of thought because, um, actually, there's – through all this – I've, I ran into this account. So I posted a TikTok video and someone was like, oh, check out Chef Babbitt. She got her account stolen and she got it back. And so I went and checked it out. Well, she got it back by a hacker, like a good hacker. A, yeah. A hacker good guy. That, yeah. A hacker that hacks it from the hackers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I talked to this guy. I forget his name. Raptor underscore securities. I believe it is. Um, I sent him a DM. I'm like, Hey man, like my account's stolen. And he was straight up like, okay, I'll try to get it back for you. Like didn't ask for any money. Didn't ask for anything. He was just like, okay, let me try. It's like, I, he's like, what was the URL? What was the username? This and that. I sent him some screenshots of the emails. He's like, will you forward those emails to me? Like he was like trying to like get into their IP, like all their shit. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. He like, was like, at, like actual hacking, not just like password stealing. Oh yeah. He was like trying to like, He's from somewhere overseas. Soviet Union. Yeah. For uh, sure, Soviet Union. Something. I don't know. But, yeah, so he actually never came through with, like, I am on to something. Mm. Because by the time I was like, fuck it, I'm paying. And then I got it back, and I sent him a DM. I was like, dude, I paid him. I got it back. He's like, oh, this is good. And I was like, yeah, it's fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, yeah, so he was, like, he was trying to hack it back. I forget where I was even going with that. So what did we, what did we learn from all of this activity? Oh, this is where I was going with that. Um, This guy who was the good hacker. Yeah. I started following him and um, he posted a a picture on his story of another person with a check mark. I don't know who it was, Um, but someone with a big account, they got the same exact message in their DMS. Yeah. And that's how I knew like, because honestly it looked so legit that I was like, there's no way that was it. I was like in denial. Like 
no way that's how I got fucking hacked. <laughs> For how yeah. long were you in denial? Until I saw that message on oh, his yeah. on on his DMs. It was like the same. It was a screenshot of it, like yeah. the same form, step for step, mm. case number, blah blah blah. Like I filled all this stuff out, and then I click continue after I logged in, and it like took me to the Instagram page of like they had it like full circle. Yeah, yeah. It like I was like, no, there's no way. But yeah, it was. It's a classic phishing attempt. Yeah, because oh, all you gotta do is get some information from you. I got fished. They caught me. So yeah. But yeah, so I paid him 500 bucks in Bitcoin and now I got my wah, wah, wah such back. <laughs> yeah. And so we, what we learned, what you said is always have your two-step, two-factor authentication two, yeah. on and your Instagram. A strong password. A strong password, now yeah. My, my password, I literally went in and I like made a note and I was like, just random firing all these like, I was just like, da, 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 yeah. And then like made sure I put like a little hyphen or something and like a couple numbers and like a capital and then just like my my password you you'll never guess it you never guess it if the anyone, new one or the old one the new one uh, the old one was like fucking it's like Wasatch guy ten <laughs> basically <laughs> I I'm not gonna tell you because I still use it on some of my things but <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good idea <laughs> yeah you gotta have you gotta have a symbol a capital uh, n- a number and seven digits or more that's what at, like at, at work we have to i have to change my work password like every quarter yeah and that's the restri- that's our requirement and like i'm like running out of stuff to put in my password because yeah. i've gone through like dog names family dog names yeah, taylor you can't even be names man you gotta just have them be like random fires bro yeah like now it's just like it's i'm not gonna i'm also not gonna say it but it's just like two random words that i can remember plus like some numbers and a symbol totally yeah two-factor authentication is like the key though mm-hmm. like even if they guess it they have to have like like now my account is linked up to uh instagram has an app that they recommend you to use um and you can like actually add like a bunch of apps onto the same account so you can like have two-factor authentication for your email and for your for a b and c and d whatever it is that you use like you can have them all two-factor authenticated through like the same app what's that is, called um, I don't even know if you set up your Instagram two-factor authentication, they'll tell you what to download. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can have it texted to your phone mm-hmm. as a secondary or like, but it's like, if you set up the app, I think you can have like a secondary, it's like a third just in case like the app gets deleted or something. You can like have it texted to you. Yeah. But that's the key. That's the key. Like that would have saved everything. Yeah. And I, and Honestly, my account grew so fast that I never even thought of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I went from seven thousand to seventy thousand in two months, and it was just like, I never thought like, oh hey, someone wants to steal my account now. Like, it was just like, it was just never something that crossed my mind. Yeah, like you need to treat that like that audience is your biggest asset right now. That and your van are your biggest assets. <laughs> yeah. So it's like you, if once you start thinking about it as more of like protecting like a freaking investment or something like that, you, you probably start to think about it a little bit differently than, you know, just an Instagram following. Yeah. It Yeah. It blows my mind. Like it blows my mind that I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. I was like psyched because I was like, oh, like now I can try to monetize. Yeah. 
I never really thought about it. Like, oh, someone wants to try to steal my account so they can sell it like a monetary value. Yeah. And that's that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Like, homeboy literally was like, oh, I got. So basically, he told me that I've done this to other people and they didn't pay and they still don't have their accounts back. Yeah. So I'm like super psyched. I paid this guy because they like they knew what they were doing. He like weirdly has a, like a bit of a conscious conscience and it's weird because like he didn't like he could have just made you pay all of it and it didn't do anything right yeah he could have you know deleted it or done something to fuck with it where you d- you couldn't get it back to where it was or something like that like it's like a weird hacker he's like a gray hacker yeah yeah the gray area yeah yeah because he was like i mean he straight up like could have just taken my 500 bucks and not, he could have taken the 250 like because it's half up front and half after he could have been like all right well 250 is better than nothing so now i take 250 and you don't get anything mm-hmm. but he and then said like want to do business with you in the future that's like that's like extra weird yeah super and it was like i mean i guess i know someone now who can like get my account back if if it ever happened from someone else yeah but that fucker dude they sent me another dm like oh yeah fill the form out properly yeah they're trying to get my imagine what if i would have just done it here you go (laughs) i I should have i blocked them actually i went in and reported them to instagram uh that it was spam and then um i blocked them as a user yeah that's good yeah they probably won't get like instagram can't keep up with like all those reporting but and and that was like the thing that was like i was trying to just let instagram do it yeah facebook and i literally had like one of my buddies works for a marketing company for like a huge marketing like people who do six figure instagram budgets things like that like Mm. he works for that company that like manages that and uh it's not me for people who are listening. <laughs> they we have, do not manage six-figure budgets yet. They had uh, a Facebook rep. Mm, yeah. And, and so basically the Facebook rep reported my case to Facebook to try to like get it to go through because I was trying. I was sending them emails and this and that. Yeah. I sent I sent them messages. Like I tried like doing – I tried looking up like the customer support thing. Like we talked to yeah. – uh, my partner Alex on the phone, like, cause he's had a rep before and in, in other jobs he's had, we're like, we're, we're like, we're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing was working. Um, I actually, though, one of the big accounts that shared some of my stuff, um, the main guy who runs that page, um, get Sendy. Get Sendy. Yeah. Shout out to get Sendy. Yeah. Get Sendy. Get dot Sendy. Um, I was texting him and, he like got back to me after I'd already gotten it. Um, and he's like, Oh, like I know someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I've said like, get Cindy is who it is. I'm not going to say who he knows, but he said, he like, he's like, if this ever happens again, like, please let me know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, don't, don't DM him. Yeah. <laughs> Just follow get Cindy. Yeah. I follow them. They're, they're sick. Um, they're actually a private account and they have like three quarters of a million followers. Yeah. Um, but they're private and you have to, so you have to like get accepted to follow them. And then they like post, you know, all the viral stuff basically. Yeah. If it's viral, they're like 
trying to get their hands on it but super cool account super cool people they posted mm-hmm. a couple of my clips and but yeah um I did. Yeah, I'm psyched that you got it back because, like, when you were when you were like you came over for the Super Bowl, like the day it happened or day after it happened, you were like you were really down. I was like, this is this sucks. Like, I'm I was trying to figure out stuff to do. Like, I can't really do anything. Like, what is there to do? Is can anybody do anything right now? Like that that was shitty. Yeah, dude, I felt like I lost like a piece of me, mm-hmm. um, because I like put so much time into it. Yeah, but at the same time. I'd also like started planning, like, like I didn't go to college mm-hmm. and I, I mean, I went to like a trade school, so I do massage, but it's like, so, but I don't want to do massage forever. And this was like, finally, I never thought my Instagram was going to go over 10 K like ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting like some views and some follows and then like, Oh, my new year's goal was like 10 K. Like I'm going to try to get to 10 K and it went to 40 K. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. And then it went to 50 and then from 50, it jumped to 70 in a week. And I was like, holy fuck. Like something's happening. Like, yeah. I don't know if it's happening, but it's like, it's a potential to like get myself away from massage. And, and I mean, I don't care about being Insta famous mm-hmm. for me. It's like, I'm still going to post all the same stuff. If I had 7,000 followers, I was still doing the same thing year after year after year. But it's like now I have like the option to like try to monetize and like try to like get myself into a new career path, which is like kind of crazy to think about. It just like yeah. happened in a couple of months yeah. out of the blue because I saw a pattern and it was the same pattern that happened when I started TikToking. Mm-hmm. I saw TikTok. Um, this girl I follow on Instagram, Maggie Mesa, she was like, she was saying how. Um, my anatomy teacher from massage school they started he started an anatomy lab in Salt Lake City uh, the Institute of Anatomy I believe it's called Mm -hmm. Um, they went completely viral on TikTok like got fed a ton of traffic they went to like a million followers like really quickly what kind of stuff did they put up they just post like cadaver stuff like talking about anatomy yeah it's like informational yeah um, super cool. And I was like, well, fuck, like that's super rad, but it's like, all right, I'm gonna start posting these 360 shots. Yeah. And then those went viral and I took my cat to 140 and then I saw it on Instagram. I was like, Oh, Instagram's trying to battle TikTok, So I'm gonna start doing this. And I started yeah. posting a reel every single day from last season. It was all old footage. I'd already posted on Instagram and like mm-hmm. things started to go viral and you know, people, it, it was before like people realized what was happening with reels. Like now Instagram a has either killed the algorithm for some people, but B it's like everything's saturated, just like TikTok got saturated. Mm-hmm. So it's just like what I, what was, what traffic was being pushed to me is like, now it's like saturated. There's just so much content going into reels because people are like seeing them go insanely viral. Mm-hmm. I just got lucky. I jumped on the bandwagon and got 70K. And that's just what happened. Now my account's been like pretty, I wouldn't say it's stagnant, but it's like it's not growing like it was. Yeah. It's weird. We were talking about this the last time too. I've noticed on TikTok, I've noticed a trend 
on TikTok where like new users will come in and like their uh, a video from video two to f- to like five goes like way way big, like hundred hundred thousand views or some shit for a brand new account. That's a lot, and then it'll flatline after that. And I've seen like four or five different um, different industries like business versus personal versus guy girl like topical different everything have the same pattern and i'm like and i my it, i told you my uh tinfoil hat conspiracy about it is that to get to get a user to be hooked on using their app they're gonna they found a correlation between like making people go viral and may helping them having them feel like they're an influencer even if it's just for one video and then they'll always be hooked on that app so they give these new users that chance for one video in their first few videos and then they're hooked and they're always going to be on TikTok now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's crazy. TikTok's like, I have 140,000 followers on TikTok and most of my views get like 3,000. Yeah. It's like so little follower base. Yeah. It's all about... Like followers almost don't mean anything. No, it's all about like the for you page, like the explore page. Yeah. That's like you And then like viral. hashtags don't really matter either. It's just like... It's just the for you page. Yeah, it's, it's like the, it's it's the the main. I don't know what it is recently, but a while ago it was the the big thing that'll get you more reach was if people rewatch your videos more than once. Yeah. So you see all those cheesy videos where they like put like a red circle in like something to make you like try to look to see like something going on, and it's nothing. It's not ever anything, but there's you just sit there and they you loop it, waiting for something to happen, and then that bl- blows it up to the rest of the app. Yeah. Fucking TikTok. Fucking TikTok. They pay per view though. Yeah, they do. Yeah, have you made good <laughs> money on the creator fund? No. <laughs> Darn. No, they don't pay very well. Um, I think I have like a hundred bucks in my account. Uh, but I also like ever since they started paying, um, I was like started building my van this summer. So like they started paying like right when I started building my van. Yeah. And so I just like wasn't making content and I wasn't even wanting to like post anything. I was just like so focused on building the van. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, I had like one video go over a million, went to like three million. Um, Isn't it like over 10K views? No. Or 10K followers? Over 10K followers, you can apply. Mm-hmm. And then they base it on like your average number of views per like all the videos that you have. Mm. So like my buddy James, I got him to TikTok. I was like, bro, these are going viral. Like this is like, this is going to be the next big thing. I was like, look, like GoPro just started one. Nitro Snowboard just started one. Red Bull just started one. Like all these big companies are starting them. So he started them and he had, a, I wa- he got 80,000 followers in a day. <laughs> Holy shit. You got to just like turn your phone off at that point because yeah. it's going to be like nonstop. He was like, watch this. He like showed me his app. It was like plus 99, plus 99. It was just like flashing. Plus <laughs> oh, 99. my God. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, yeah. So that that was video it was like it went super viral, like seven million or something. Um, but yeah, so his videos are like consistently getting way more views. And um, I think he makes like triple the amount that I make per view, which mm-hmm. is like. 0.001 cent per view or something it's an interesting concept i mean youtube kind of does it youtube pays better i think yeah uh but like having having a, a revenue or a, an income source separate from just like ad stuff yeah it's an interesting concept instagram's gonna do it too they have to like 
Yeah. It's their inevitable battle with TikTok. TikTok pays. Mm-hmm. And that's like a lot of people who use TikTok and are like super viral on TikTok. It's like, well, like, why would I post on Instagram? TikTok pays. Mm-hmm. I could post the same video on Instagram and Instagram doesn't pay. Like I have to go outsource promotional, you know, features with companies and things like that. So yeah. Um, TikTok actually pays and Instagram's going to pay. Like it's inevitable. Yeah. They will. Have you seen the social dilemma? I have. Yeah. That's super interesting. Yeah. I watched it with true. Taylor and yeah. she doesn't really, she's not, doesn't really do anything on social media, but she was like, this is so crazy. I didn't know any of this happens. And I'm like me running a digital market agency. I'm like, yeah, hun, this is how Alex and I make money. Like yeah. understanding how this works for businesses um, to make them money. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, everyone's hooked and addicted for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I, I felt like I lost a part of me when my social media was gone. Yeah, man. I thought you were going to cry and like, we don't know each other that well. But <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this guy about to cry on me? Yeah, man. Uh, did I cry? I don't even know. If no, I cried. no, I'm you didn't. Not here, but I'm like in my own time. Like, oh I yeah, cry? yeah. Uh, I was crying on the inside. If I didn't cry on the outside, yeah, I don't, I don't mind crying. I think, I think I can cry. But sometimes a good cry is worth yeah, it. Yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was heartbreaking, dude. I was like super sad. Yeah. And I was like bummed because I was moving up to the Tetons, and my plan is to like work super part time at the job I just picked up. And then, like, try to supplement the rest of my income through, like, you know, promotional features. Yeah. Which I was like, fuck, I just lost out on X amount of dollars, which is, like, a chunk of my year's annual wage, usually. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just like, damn, like, that sucks. Um, And that, like, puts a big, like, that puts a big stress on my pocketbook because... I was trying to only work like two or three days a week and mm. then like go tour every other day. So I'm psyched to have it back and I regained all our, like all those partnerships or we're still there. Actually it was sick. Natalie's juice co shout out to Natalie's juice co. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like, I told her what happened and she was super psyched and she was like, you know, we can't even get this kind of content. Like your content is super unique we'll still pay you just give us the content (laughs) i was like that was so cool i was like there's no way i'm gonna get any of this so even with my account gone she was like doesn't matter like yeah we'll still pay you where are they located uh they're located in florida that's where they're out of um and they are trying to get out to salt lake city in the stores but they're like um they're somewhere in wyoming i don't think they're this far west um and denver and then everywhere Mm. like a lot of places east of that yeah yeah so but they're like expanding they're they're growing pretty substantially really good juice i actually had some oj right before i came over nice (laughs) uh would you ever want to do a uh brand feature for jackson hole Stillworks? hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've not talked to chaz or trav about it but i just thought it'd be it could be a cool idea yeah, totally. I've uh, I have some pretty fun ideas, just like with things I've been doing. Like I thought the juice one was pretty cool, um, and I have another one lined up with this jacket company, Pangaya. Mm. They do like eco-friendly things, and they have a bunch of patents. And so they gave me this uh, down jacket that's insulated out of flowers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. Did you figure out like how they do it? Do they like? Do they like? I'm sure they weave freaking... it like cotton. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, it's like 
you can feel it. It's like very synthetic feeling. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of heavy. Um, it's Does actually it... a beautiful jacket. It's, it keeps you super warm. Yeah. And it's, it's like a nice jacket. Like I would wear it out to dinner and all these things. I probably wouldn't trek it out into like to, to climb the Grand just because it's a bit heavier. Does it breathe like uh, natural down does? I don't know. Hmm. Does down breathe? I think you're contractually obligated to say yes. No, I honestly, I just, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm not going to say it does. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. It keeps me warm. Mm-hmm. It's super rad. It's, oh, yeah. It's Natural, it's nice. like actual goose down is yeah. like why it's super common is because it gives you that warmth, but it's also breathable because like when it's on the goose, like they need it to be breathable too because it's there. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's why that's, that's kind of the difference between like that and synthetic down i I, when i when i was like buying a sleeping bag somebody some rei employee explained that to me Mm. smart folk Mm -hmm. yeah i mean this jacket right here is like 850 fill i bought this for denali that's a big one yeah this thing is like super warm and it like fits into my backpack and like stuffs into like super small so it's natural then right yeah 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 that's the other thing too it's like way more packable yeah it's super packable but at the same time it's like not super eco-friendly you know it's like taking all the goose feathers like how many people wear goose down a lot a lot yeah yeah so it's like it's not sustainable for it's like you know if everyone were to like smash meat like it's not sustainable for the world and that's what say smash meat yeah yeah i thought you said smash me no meat (laughs) yeah like a meat yeah yeah yeah. carnivore yeah um it's not sustainable. Like if everyone in the world had a down jacket, like mm-hmm. it wouldn't be sustainable. So mm-hmm. that's where the Pangaea company is like trying to go towards alternatives. And but if everybody in the world had a flower filled down jacket, then all the flowers would be gone. Well, they have probably flower farms and the flowers probably grow like super quick. Like, um, the ceiling panels on my van are made out of, uh, Polonia polonia on the inside japanese yeah inside um my ceiling like yeah uh it's made out of japanese it's japanese polonia it's uh it's naturally growing in japan but like people i think they grow it over here now too but um it's super fast growing and and it's basically cultivated for that reason because it grows so quickly Mm -hmm. um i'm sure that that's like something it, the Pangai company is it's a they're pretty rad actually and i'm super psyched and i would love to like design some more like backcountry fit gear mm-hmm. like, like lighter weight longer you know or with like you know snow skirts or or powder cuffs like things like that like they're just things that aren't built into the jacket mm-hmm. um that could be very easily built into it mm-hmm. and, and just make it much more plausible to, yeah. to carry it to like the grand, like the grand's huge. It's like eight miles and 7,000 feet or something. It's, it's not something that you want. It's, to. uh, it's probably more like 15 miles and <laughs> it's just under 14 from the Valley floor of just over six so over seven yeah yeah so how many miles one way well so the middle the middle is like 13 one way no total oh yeah truck to truck to truck yeah so on the way back you get to ski yeah 
So that's where I was like, my calculations were just one way. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's yeah, seven miles, six and a half or seven, eight miles. Yeah. One way. Yeah. And then like seven thousand feet, Mm -hmm. because in the winter you just get to ski out all the very and all the distance. Yeah, that'd be nice because the down on the middle with the the worst, like. You get like, cause you got, you're on the way up. You're excited. The sun's coming up. You're like, Oh, I get to summit. And you get up to the summit and you're like all psyched. And then you come down on the middle, you come down that couloir, you go to the saddle. Usually you have lunch there. You're kind of relaxing. You're like, Oh, we did it. All right, let's go home. But you're still like six hours from home. Yeah. That's why I don't like hiking. Hey, does that glacier up there have crevasses? Like big open gaping holes. I'm actually just curious for like winter. I don't know if it does in the winter. I mean, I'm it doesn't. Sure. In, it didn't in the summer. No, I've never heard of it. I, as far as gl- the glaciers up there go, I don't think they're that like dangerous. Yeah. As far as glaciers go, I was actually just curious for my own safety on like because I've been having trouble like finding ski partners. Everyone in the Tetons are like very like we don't <laughs> we don't want to ski with you because these are our runs. Yeah. Not they're our runs, but it's like. I mean, there's a lot of logistics that goes into that, too. I've actually finally, some random guy on Instagram, not random, well, he was random, but he's a Teton local. He's like, hey, I heard you moved to town. Like, welcome. Mm -hmm. Like, sorry about locals. They can be crusty. Yeah. So it's just like, um, I was like, oh, let's go ski. He's like, yeah, maybe. (laughs) 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 But uh, actually, we're supposed to go tour on uh, Thursday night. We're going to go up like Snow King snow king yeah so i'm just gonna like meet them yeah it's fun that's fun at night um because the whole town is lit up yeah and like you can do it with your headlamp and it's chill yeah but yeah it was just like i've reached out to so many people on instagram like hey guys let's go ski Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah they don't know who i am but it's like i've met some of my best friends on instagram yeah and i think instagram is a great platform for that because like you get to like go creep on like what what have people done like this person wants to ski with me like all right well who are they yeah it's like clearly i'm a snowboarder mm-hmm. like that's what i do well it's like that's what i've done like with people it's like oh let's go climb like let's go do this let's do that and it's like okay well i don't know you but it's like well what have you done i get to go look at that yeah and like that's how i met my best friend clay like the first climbing trip we ever went was like these big 500 foot alpine walls. And it was because like he had seen what I had climbed and I had seen what he had climbed. And we were mm-hmm. like, all right, like let's go. Well, up here in the Tetons, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You're like, you're not a local. You haven't been here. You haven't put your time in. You haven't paid your dues. And it's like, understandable. The mountains are super gnarly. It's like, you could die out here and they don't that know me. They don't trust me. It's like, I haven't done anything in the Tetons. Like remarkable. Hmm. I, I I got to ski a pretty cool line last time I was out here or that one, like the month before I moved out here. Mm-hmm. But yeah, other than that, I've never done like anything gnarly in the Tetons, like rope work, ice climbing, bridge line climbing, skiing in the middle or like rappelling in the middle of ski lines. But hopefully I'm going to go ski something cool on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. That'll, yeah. You'll definitely get there. But yeah, the whole thing about that's how most of my, I get most of my guests on here. Like I just freaking message them on Instagram so I got, that's how you and I met. Yeah. And like all these random people, I think I told you this, this is like kind of, I just, I just get interesting, just interested in just having conversations like this with people and they wouldn't do it if it wasn't like a part of the, a podcast. Like if I was like, 
hey, Alex, do you want to just talk to me for an hour? Yeah. <laughs> do you want to sit in my office and talk for an hour? Yeah. Like nobody would do that. Totally. But like putting it on this, like gives me an outlet to have these conversations. And then it, I think they're interesting. So I think other people find them interesting. And shout out to like everybody that just answered me on Instagram. Cause like I've just messaged like random people that I'm like, ah, well, we'll see what happens. That yeah. was kind of like with you. I was like, this guy's cool. I bet he would like talk with me about snowboarding. I can talk snowboarding with him. And you responded. And um, so, yeah, so shout out to everybody who's answered me. Cause like this show wouldn't happen. These cool guests wouldn't happen if, no, if people didn't want to answer Instagram DMs. Yeah, man. I like send some people in the area, some DMs and it's like, they didn't even tell me no. They just read it. They literally like, cause Instagram, like it's like seen. Yeah. They're like, I was like, fuck this person has answered me in like five days. So I go click on that message and be like, Oh, they've already read it. It's just like, God damn it. Like, just tell me like, no. Yeah. Just like be a kind human being. Just mm-hmm. be like, Oh no, sorry. Like I only go with people I know, or I already have a solid crew that I go with. Like, uh, the other day I broke trail up 25 short. Mm-hmm. That was like, the 3000 feet that i broke it was like super deep and on the way out i ran into these three or four people like locals they were going up i was like hey i was just like fine like the first time i did 25 short i ran into these two snowboarders and i was like beating myself up that i wasn't like hey guys i'm the new kid i would like to come ski with you like i was going up like solo and i just like saw them and they stopped and waited for me to pass and i was just like hey guys like What's going on? They're like, oh, it's really good up there. I was like, sick. And then like we went on our own way. I was like, fuck, I should have like that was my chance to like maybe try to meet people. Yeah. So when I did it on Saturday, um, I saw these guys going up and I was like changing over to ski mode. Because a lot of stuff in the Tetons you like ski out yeah. like split ski. Mm-hmm. And uh I was like, hey guys, like I'm new to town and I'm actually looking for people to go ski with. So if you guys ever want to go skiing, like we should do that. <laughs> and they were like, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, we already have trouble like skiing with all the people that we know. So like if we ever see you on the skin trail, like, yeah, you're more than welcome to come along. <laughs> and I was like, all right. I was like, all sad. I was like, yeah, no, no worries. No worries. All right. Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, and, I don't actually know how this guy, I don't know how the guy who messaged me, he was like, Hey, like, welcome to town. People can be crusty. Like it's either because they're crusty as fuck or like, they just like don't know you and you haven't like put your dues in yet. But I don't know how he found me. The whole put your dues thing is fucking bullshit. No, not really. Well, like like, learning, learning the mountains is one thing, Yeah. but there's another thing that kind of goes into put your dues in that it's it's just only about like the vanity of like how long you've lived in jackson because it's like a pretty sought after place to live so it's not there's like part of it that's like learn the mountains learn the snowpack but there's also another part that's just like yeah you haven't been here for 10 years you didn't grow up here you fucking loser totally like you were you were born somebody somewhere else in the world yeah which like almost everyone in jackson was too yeah um yeah that was like that was his big thing Mm. but yeah i mean i mean paying your dues is fine but it's like i'm trying to like i want to go pay my dues like technically like you want me to go shred crazy shit like i want to go do that like that's why i came to jackson yeah but i also like want to have a partner 
I want to like if shit hits the fan like I want to be able to either like help someone or have someone help me it's like I would prefer not to do it solo but I will do it solo if I have yeah. to well I would love to go out with you I can't I don't know if I can do the crazy cool hours that you can do or as often as you do because I have uh, a full-time job <laughs> um, but we got to go do I got to get you on glory because that's a yeah. classic we got to do that 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 face on two oceans that I was showing you last time you were here. Yep. Cause that thing is like, it, that thing's pulling at me. Like every, I, I, I go back and look at those pictures like daily. Cause I, and I can picture it from what I, where I was there a couple week, weeks ago and it's just like more filled out, fluffier, more pillowy. It's like I just getting better. It's pulling at me, Alex. Yeah. Like I, I keep picturing it. I need to go do this, this wall. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm definitely ready to uh, get out in the teats, do mm -hmm. some sick shit. Um, yeah, I had actually one of my friends from Salt Lake City was like, hit up this kid. He's out there. And uh, he actually just messaged me today. like, hey, let's go do this on Thursday. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. I was like, are you sure that's going to be safe? Because there's a lot of new snow. He's like, yeah, like it gets skied in storms a lot. And you can like ski cut it on belay if we need to, like that type of thing. But big cliff in the middle of it and i've actually when he said the name i was like is that gonna be good to go like <laughs> pretty big line so mm. i'm super psyched yeah awesome yeah well uh we're at um an hour and 40 minutes sick <laughs> and i am getting i want to go to bed so well, let's wrap this up um tell everyone where they can find you again at wild wild wasatch that shit is back online this shit is back online if you want it he, he it's most of his content is super sick gopro uh 360 gopro pov snowboarding stuff big lines bigger lines now that he's in the tetons um yeah anything else you want to talk with tell the tell the people nope i'm just excited to be here in jackson hopefully to tick off some big lines and mm pay my dues gotta pay your dues but yeah don't change your name to like wild wild tetons anytime soon you're gonna get some hate nope no wild wild teton <laughs> okay man alex thanks again for coming back yeah man thanks for having me